Hello and welcome. I feel less welcome each time we do this. Oh no, Artemis, you're more than welcome. I don't feel welcome. You're not only welcome, you're essential. Essentially what? Essential to this show. I'm essentially a prisoner of this show. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks in a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. Nothing about this show is essential. You're listening to Metacosmos. And yes, Artemis, this entire thing is essential. Like, it's, like, really valuable. I don't see any value in Metacosmos whatsoever. I think that we're wasting our time, and this is something of a sunken cost fallacy. You keep investing in this show as if somehow making more content will make it better, but no, it only makes things worse for me. Artemis, I know that you've been having a rough time lately, and I really wish you could see that not only is Metacosmos valuable, but like, it's the kind of valuable that Bogglebang is. It's like that kind of valuable. Yes, about that, Bartleby. After editing the last episode, I'm a little upset that you barely took any time to explain what Bogglebang was. You just threw listeners into this ridiculous episode where you spoke to an old acquaintance of yours and reminisced, and never once did you include the listeners in the conversation. Well, you could have done that if you'd stuck around. Well, I had other things to do since you were clearly not making a podcast for us. You were making it entirely for you and the Major. But if you'd stuck around, it would have been a way more, like, what you wanted it to be episode. I don't think it would have. Yeah, it would have. Like, it was all about economics anyways, and you wanted to do an episode about economics. Yes, I've been wanting to do an episode about economics for quite some time. And you just keep saying, oh, everything's economics. No, you're the one that says that everything is economics, Artemis. I was just reiterating your own belief and telling you why it meant that what I wanted to do was justified. Exactly. But if you'd just stuck around, it would have been more about economics. Well, it was pretty much just about just, oh, we had a fun time. Yes, exactly. It was about having fun with your time. And I think you have a really hard time doing that, Artemis. I just want to do an episode about economics. And we will. When? Like right now. Really? Yeah. So you're telling me I can... This is my time to do my episode? Well, yeah. Okay, then. Well, let me get my notes. Okay, that's too many notes. What do you mean this is too many notes? That's a lot of notes, Artemis. It's like pages of notes. Have you seen the structures of our episodes? Well. I figured sometimes they're like 20 minutes, sometimes they're 30 minutes. This one could be a few hours. Yeah, well, that's not how this works. You're going to have to do it, like, shorter. This is way too complicated. It's like, slow down for a second. This is not the time for it. But this is a very timely episode I want to do. See here, at the top of my notes, it all begins with discussing the writer's strike and the actor's strike that's happening right now. It's a very timely episode. Okay, yeah, okay. But that's going to be happening next week, too. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. That's not ending anytime soon. We can talk about it later. So we'll talk about it next week? Well, it'll, it'll be going on the week after that, too. But we'll talk about it next week. You, ne- you never know. We got to, like, organically figure out where this show's going. I'm hoping that I'm just going to lead it to where I want it to go. Yeah, we all do. Okay, Artemis, so... You know, I was thinking that 
We could have had a very economic episode last week if you'd stuck around to talk about Boggle Bang. Which you haven't explained to listeners what it is. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, so Boggle Bang is like this thing we used to do, like, every year. But now we don't do it every year. But it's like a scavenger hunt. But it's not just a scavenger hunt. Because instead of, like, looking for stuff, you're kind of creating stuff and moments. And, like, it's like theater prompts and art prompts and sculpture prompts. And all kinds of, like, mostly photography. And you gotta, like, do all the prompts while you're solving a bunch of riddles of finding clues hidden throughout Humboldt County. And it's, like, not just a scavenger hunt. It might be the coolest scavenger hunt ever. So, yeah, that's a thing that is awesome and that we did last week. And so we did an episode about it. And so if you were listening to that episode and you're like, what is going on? Um, yeah, that's what's going on. Or it was going on. It's usually nine days, but we, we got a grant, so it's kind of like a sample. Like, when you're at the store, and you're like, hey, do you want to taste some scavenger hunt? Oh, I, I like scavenger. Whoa, what what's in that scavenger hunt? What is that? It's Bogobing scavenger hunt. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, you did it. Now, may I do my economics episode? Yes. But, like, I need your help, though, because last week I was trying to make the Bogobing episode about, like, economics. It wasn't. It was more about Like, the value of life's moments. Exactly. And that's economics. Economics is scarcity. It's not value. But we get value from the availability of the scarcity, right? And I was trying to convince people how economically valuable it was, and then you disappeared. So you weren't there to back me when I started talking about how it increases the social capital when you do a scavenger hunt because it's a community-building activity. Look, I can't argue with that. It's quite... Some potent qualities to it. and Well, it's not too late because, don't look at your notes, we're going to do an economic episode where you explain to us all about the five capitals. Because there's, like, capitals, and I'm not talking about letters. And you're going to explain them to us. Okay, yes, um, I, I can explain that. So, capital is the things that we know that have value. Yeah, like Bogglebang and Metacosmos. I can only back half of that statement. Uh, which half are you going to back? Let's just go on. So there are, there are five ways in which we can say this thing has definite value. And in economics, they didn't always have five ways. There was a, quite a while where it was just three of these ways were seen as valuable and, and not in a very open-minded way, I might add. So the, the first capital is a natural capital. And again, this was once only seen as natural resources. So how much wood is there in a forest that you can sell? And how much sand is there on a beach that you can melt into glass? And everything is simply seen for its natural resource value and its commodity value. But now, in our more thoughtful era of economics, we've now come to see that there are environmental services. Environmental services? Is that like a maitre d' from nature? Yes, actually, in a way it is. For They have, for instance, a marsh. A marsh will be like, um, how do you say it? Cleaning the waterways of what's coming off of the runoff of the land. And when you eliminate a marsh, suddenly the external fees that a community might pay in different ways for not having clean water will come back to haunt them. And that's uh, something where the savings come from those environmental services. Wow. And a forest. A forest cleans the air in a way that no forest can't clean the air. And so the dirtier air that people are breathing 
and their their health going into a kind of bad health state would be a cost due to having gotten rid of those environmental services. Wow, that's really nice of the environment. Yes, it, it quite is. Do we know the value of a marsh or a forest? Well, no, not really. You don't really know the value of those things until you compare two relatively similar areas and see how it is that they either preserved their marshlands or, or eliminated them, and then determine how it is that the environment has saved that community monies in some sort of way. Huh. Sounds like a, a lot of calculating. Yes, yes. But what about if no one calculates it? Does that mean there's still savings? Oh, why certainly. See, economics isn't really a representation of reality. It's just the best attempt we have. That's what I was saying last week. Yes, I, I remember. Yeah, I was saying that, like, nature's the real deal, and economics is just some sort of malarkey that, like, tries to pretend to be the real deal. I don't think that's fair. I think it's more than just malarkey. I think that there is an earnest attempt at trying to do better to understand. Hence why there used to be three capitals and now there are five, and natural capital has been expanded to include environmental services. Okay, fair enough. Do you want to tell us um, the next capital? Oh, right. Well, it's human capital. Oh, that sounds awkward. Is that like slavery? No, not at all. Human capital is the education and experiences that a human may receive that will increase their value in a job market. Huh. For if you see, if you've been trained to repair, say, a refrigerator or electricity or some sort of job that, that people need repair for, hiring someone that has never been trained to do that, it's going to take them a lot longer to repair it. And therefore, they can't really charge as much per hour. And that's a bit of an example of human capital. Wow. So, like, if someone's, like, doing, like, metaphysical podcasting about, like, existential and paranormal and supernatural stuff, and they're, like, really good at it, then there's, like, a higher value to when they podcast about that stuff than when somebody who maybe isn't as good at it were to do it. Nice try, but no, I don't, I don't agree on that one. What part don't you agree on? Moving on, uh, we have created capital. Now, this is going to include things that are built and exist for a long time, long after its maker has either passed away or just moved away and is no longer in the area. So, like, when the maker takes their human capital away. Exactly. Or someone might design a bridge and build a bridge and then leave the area where the bridge has been built. But the bridge is still there and saves the people who live in that area time. So they can just simply cross a gap rather than going around whatever it is that the gap is crossing. Yeah, I can see that. Or another example might be a apple cider press or a brewery or a pizza oven. Oh, yeah. All those things are like, once you have one of those, you can make some pretty cool stuff from them, and it doesn't matter if you don't know how to build it. Exactly. And those, for a, quite a long while, were considered to be the only forms of capital, things that had value. Oh, that's a pretty sad, closed-minded idea. But economics is not a closed-minded philosophy. It is about learning and expanding the perception of how we 
try to model nature's natural rhythms of where the energy is moving, as you put it. Yeah, so that means there are other capitals. There's five, and we've only covered three. Exactly. So you see, we also have social capital. That's the one I was talking about last week when we were talking about Bogglebang. Exactly. Tell them, tell them, tell them what it is. All right, well, social capital can be summarized as our ability to solve our problems with a minimum of time, energy, and litigation. Yeah. What's that mean? It means that at any moment, we have a dilemma in front of us. And if we can just agree to simply trust one another to have the best intentions to solve the dilemma, we can then move towards a solution faster than if we were to all get lawyers and and insurance agents and all the bureaucracy and paperwork involved. And everyone in that situation would need more money on their plates to be part of the problem. But isn't that like creating jobs? No, 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 no. That's creating more time, energy, and litigation invested into something that could be solved with less of all of that energy and unnecessary whatnot. But it has to be done sincerely. It has to be done through a true, genuine intention for everybody to want to work out to a better outcome for all. Because if someone was to be calling in it, it would only work to their advantage and they would make more uh, litigation necessary in the future. Huh. So basically trust, right? Yes, yes, trust. That you could summarize it as that. And that's what Bogglebang is good for. Well, let's not go to Bogglebang just yet. We can give examples of this. For instance, in communities where, say, uh, everybody had a flood and a river flooded and it came into people's homes and, and ruined their possessions or did whatnot. In communities where the people did not trust each other, they simply sued each other because they said, oh, well, well, Bob bought a big truck last year instead of fixing the, his part of the levee. And Jerry, he got all those additions to his house when he should have fixed his part of the levee. And I'm suing all of you. And everyone just has a bunch of lawsuits and there's litigation and, and lawyers and insurance agents. And it costs that community millions, if not maybe even billions of dollars in destruction and extra fees. And yet in communities where they simply trusted each other, there was no question when the water began to rise, they all got together and started stacking sandbags at the levee's weakest points. And that is how those communities had far less damage. The same thing can be done in a divorce. If a couple were to want to separate and have children and and possessions together in a home, the more they fight over it and the more they bring lawyers in, the more damage there's done to their family and their children as a whole, and the more cost it has as a whole to their family, on levels that are almost immeasurable. We only can measure some of them, and that is a dilemma that is quite sad that everyone faces in a society with less trust. That is really sad. Before you tell us about the fifth capital, I think it's a good moment to point out that if you do Bogglebang, where, like, a lot of the tasks are, like, forcing you to interact with your community and call your friends and, like, rope your friends into this adventure, and not just your, like, tightest circle. You have to go sometimes to a little bit wider of a circle to make a whole team of Bogglebang. And then you're, like, really engaged with people and, like, bonding in a whole new way. And, like, if you were to make teams with your neighbors, that might be a really useful experience to go through Bogglebang 
where you're like stressing out about something that has no real consequences and actually really funny so that you learn to take it easy a little better and cooperate with those same people during a moment of stress. Okay, yes, exactly. That is, that is how we mean that Buggle Bang is good for having value as a social capital. Thank you. Okay, you can go on to the fifth capital now. All right, well, the fifth capital... And keep it short, because we have to wrap it up. Why do we have to wrap it up so soon? Well, you know, like, we're running short on time. During my episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, you know, you're, you're eating into time right now, Artemis. You better wrap it up. Oh, well, okay, fine. Cultural capital is the shared stories, languages, and our understanding of the world. So it would be, for instance, native tribes in America, the United States of America, who've been pushed onto their uh, reservations. The ones that have kept their native languages and stories have fared far better than the ones that lost their languages and stories. So they've had to endure more of a um, hardships in, in substance abuse and other arenas of society. And it's just very sad. And we can see in the communities that they kept their languages and their stories. They, in general, have done far more successfully as a whole. What's that say about, like, today's society and the media that people have? Well, I would say, first off, there's a lot of disparity in the internet age, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't watch the same media together. So, like, probably forming a cohesive worldview would really be hard to do if everyone's watching an array of different things and have different views. Yes, it's like a self-catered internet experience does not uh, bring everyone to the same pools as often. So it has a different value, though, and it's an experiment that I'm really interested in seeing how this plays out. I'm glad to see you're having a good time with it, but it's interesting, to say the least. Indeed. And so there's actually another part I want to cover. Go on. There's this idea that I would say, as we see the corporations... Yeah, like the sociopathic AI that they are. Yes, the corporations. They have a certain dryness to their media that's only about making their dollar. And so it creates a certain kind of media that maybe doesn't prioritize and value the cultural beliefs that we all want to share together. Ah. You know, it would really help fix that, Artemis. What's that? If everybody were to listen to Metacosmos. You have not convinced me. Yeah. So, thanks for all for coming out. That was great. So we're done? Yeah, that was great. So, I'm Bartleby Nehi, and I'm here with my brother Artemis. Thanks all for listening. Metacosmos is produced in association with Humble Hot Air, humblehotair.org. You can find great stuff on Humble Hot Air at any time. And you should also go to kineticparanormalsociety.com to, like, see all the cool stuff we do, because it's a lot, and it's awesome. And you should come check it out, because it's rad. And you can listen to our other podcast, the KPS Adventure Show. And it's a great show. And that's like its new name, I think. I think that's its new name. You're just renaming it like that without talking to me about it. Yeah, well, maybe. We can, okay, we'll discuss it. I think that's its new name. And uh, you can also check out other podcasts by our producer, Isaac Bluefoot. Look up Superman, Son of Al, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent, and it's super wholesome, and you'll love it. Also, you can check out Isaac's deck of cards, Omen Quest Cards, at omenquestcards.com. Get yourself a deck and carry it on you. It's like magical. That I can attest to. 
It's like truly like, I'm not even kidding. It's like real magic for real. And if you just want to like throw some money our way and help this production, go to patreon.com slash bluefoot and you can contribute just like a couple bucks a month and you'll feel really good about how you're helping the world have a higher value in social capital and cultural capital through Metacosmos and all of these awesome creations. So you guys are great. I can't wait till we do this next time. It'll be about economics again, correct? And you guys are so great. So, I love you. Uh, Seriously, I I really want to start putting down a calendar so we can start planning these episodes and I can start coming into them prepared. Artemis, are you saying you're looking forward to the next episode of Metacosmos? Uh, I didn't say that.